from the heart of Dubai, where tomorrow is being built today to the world. Welcome to the CTO Show with Mehmet. Here, we redefine technology and reimagine possibilities. With Mehmet, delve into the riveting realms of AI, cybersecurity, and digital technology. Experience the thrilling highs and lows of startups. Immerse yourself in the spirit of entrepreneurship and witness the future of business innovation being written in real time. Now, without further ado, let's tune in and explore the future. With over 20 years of experience in the industry, S3M Security specializes in advanced network security products and solutions operating across the globe. S3M Security is proud to introduce the world's first hybrid NAC, offering both agent and agentless structures. S3M innovative modules ensure your internal users are securely authorized, your guests have a secure hotspot, and your endpoints are the safest with the hybrid NAC technology. MSSP NAC is a powerful solution that enables managed security service providers to protect their clients' networks from unauthorized access and potential threats. With MSSP NAC, you can take control of your network security and safeguard your business-critical data. Edgebox is a state-of-art technology, and S3M is offering the world's first MSSP NAC approach with it. And here's the best part. They provide a free version for up to 50 users. Visit S3MSSecurity.com today and take the first step towards advanced network security. Hello, and welcome back to a new episode of the CTO Show with Mehmet. Today, I'm very pleased to have with me someone who's expert in business, in AI, in automation. I have with me today, Janet Stein. She's joining me from Michigan in the U.S. Janet, thank you very much for being with me on the show today. Can you just introduce yourself to the audience and what you are up to? Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I'm so excited to be here. My name is Janet Stein. And um, as you mentioned, I love that all the things AI and all the opportunities it gives me how I got here is I started my career as a high school teacher and then needed some more freedom. So I built my own business selling algebra lesson plans and really learned a ton about digital marketing and was able to do that and build my own business. Uh, and then from there, you know, people see your success and they're like, hey, how'd you do it? So I became a business coach, which is I love nice. working with people who are creative and excited and have something to offer the world. So that was really fun. But what I ran into was the same issue over and over again is I don't have enough time. I know it works, whether, you know, and depending on their niche and what they're good at and what their personality is, maybe it's blogging or podcasting like you, it's how do I do more of what works? And so I've always been a processes. I was a math teacher. I'm, I'm a numbers and a process person um, creating systems for my clients. But now in the last nine months, now that AI is available to everybody and accessible um, for free, it's just been amazing how that complements the time, you know, how it has opened up time for owners and entrepreneurs to be more creative and actually solve the problems they wanted to solve, not be fussing with creating blog posts or writing show notes or, you know, all of the things that have to get done instead of what you want to be doing, which is probably helping people. Okay. Um, so now I work, um, I do things like workshops, showing people how to, uh, you know, maybe it's create those social media posts faster. Mm -hmm. um, 
or write the blog post faster. Those kind of workshops that we can get one thing done in amount, usually 90 minutes, um, all the way up to like VIP days where I come and look over your shoulder, see what could be automated, how we can do this so we can save you really substantial amount of hours per week um, to allow you that space to be creative and solve more problems in the world. So I get lit up, as you can tell, I'm probably talking too long, but it's just so exciting. No, that's fine. Completely fine. Because actually you answered my first question <laughs> because I wanted to understand from you, like what spark, you know, the, the, you know, for you, what was the spark to, to get you into this? And you explained it like really, really nice way. And, you know, like, again, welcome to the show. Um, I just want to ask you my first question now, my second question, let's say, like you mentioned a couple of things now, but what do you think are the, from an overview perspective, the areas that AI and automation, uh, you know, can help businesses in achieving, like what are the main goals, you know, that they can achieve using AI and automation? Right. Such a good question. Um, I think the biggest goal that most people come to me with is they want more mental space. Um, they want space in their day to be able to be creative and actually do all the things that are like probably in spreadsheets in your Google Drive somewhere. Um, mm -hmm. And we do that through a number of ways. The number one way that we do that is we find out what is taxing you emotionally. So for most of my clients, that is the email, the inbox. If they, whether that's customer service, whether that is um, you work closely one-on-one -on -one with clients and want to give them really valuable content and feedback, um, whether that's reviewing um, things that they send you. You know, I worked with one lady who writes resumes and cover letters. And so to be able to help her give feedback really well, um, those kind of things that really take a lot of emotional energy. Um, those are the things we want to conquer first. So um, a really specific example, I worked with a woman named Susan. She was at a nonprofit and she got emails. She was working with people that had been through a lot of trauma. So sometimes the emails were like so long, mm. so exhausting, right? That she really didn't have time to even go get the donors because she wanted to serve these people well. That's why she started the nonprofit. Um, but we were able to write um, what we call a prompt, how we tell ChatGPT what to do so that it could take some of the emotion out of her day. She could, the prompt basically said, hey, review this email. Tell me what does this person really need right now? What questions do they need answered? And what do I need to acknowledge? What should I affirm them on what they're doing? And it broke down all the emotion and gave her something where she could answer in a really tight way. So it took like a three-hour project and turned it mm -hmm. into minutes. Um, and so it's just amazing the amount of time now she has to go get donors and serve more people. So it's really exciting to see that kind of success story. Um, the other places I see are marketing. Marketing, you mm -hmm. probably see the ads all over <laughs> Facebook or wherever, LinkedIn, wherever you're at, like make your millions. But really finding, as a business coach, I don't want you chasing uh, rabbits, as we say in the U.S., right? You can only chase one and get it. But find out what works for you. Know your numbers. You know, so I would think your podcast just draws in new people all the time. How do you do more of that in less time or the same amount, you know, depending on your time goals? Is it just to get more podcasts out in the same amount of time? 
or is it to actually save you time each week so you can go work on those other things like the um, Susan did? Um, but that doing more of those, so writing blog posts, um, writing product descriptions, um, coming up with headlines. So what I love to do with business owners is look at um, if they're sending emails, what are your open rates? What are your click rates? Where do people fall off? When do they unsubscribe? And how do we use ChatGPT to enhance what you've already created is one place. Getting it to write your rough draft. Sometimes it's really hard. People say ChatGPT should never be your final draft. And there are times that we get outputs that I'm like, I don't know what to suggest that we change here. So yeah. I always say, put your human touch on it. And But there are times it's like, I'm a math person, not a natural writer. I'm not a natural copywriter. But man, it it there are times I'm like, I don't know how to change this. This is exactly what I wanted my heart to say to this person or, you know, how I wanted this to come out. So, yeah. You know, the opportunities are just really endless. That's true. That's true. I just I want to, you know, make a confession here. Maybe <laughs> it's not it's not something hidden. Uh, you mentioned like for me, for example, when when I prepare um post-production of, of the episode, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I use a software that uses AI, which is called Descript. And, you know, so Descript, it shows me like, now we are having this conversation. So post-production, it makes the life much easier because I remember which questions I have asked you and then what were your answers. And then when I want to put an episode title and description, I go now to ChatGPT and I say, hey, like, I talked to Janet. This is her bio. This is the question that I have asked. This is some of the highlights, you know, of the discussion. Come up with a catchy episode title and description and social media post. And guess what? I just need to change a few things post-production. And, like, and people wonder, how are you able to do daily podcasts? And I said, Thanks to my co-producer, ChatGPT, because he's my co-producer. Actually, on yeah. my uh, company website, I have put, you know, the, I have the team about us. So it's me. I have a business partner and I put it ChatGPT. <laughs> I, I, I put it as a, um, a chief content officer. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it's really, really amazing. But can you share also something like what have, have you seen any business that completely changed because, you know, they implemented AI automation. Have you seen something like that that you can share with us today? I've seen um, completely changed. I guess it depends how we want to look at that. But like, Change and it yeah. means like they, they, they were like maybe all, almost going bankrupt and then they were wow. saved. Maybe they were able to increase customers, you know. Yeah, so I worked with, like I mentioned, my client that wrote resumes, they were totally maxed out. So it was her, she had three coaches, and they were still sending a lot of, they got these hot leads and they were sending them to another agency because they couldn't handle anymore. And so it was capping out their profits were based on how much, how many hours they had, right? And she was trying to hire somebody else. And, you know, that is not easy. The bigger your team, the harder it is to manage them all. And so we were able to go in and automate a lot of her service. So her onboarding, 
um, making sure files that were created are organized. All of that is now automated for her. Um, writing rough drafts, finding the keywords for those, you know, resumes have to have keywords so that the machines will find the right ones. We automated a lot of that. Um, it is amazing. And now she's able to keep all of those clients. It has, like, I think her revenue, yeah, it increased by 57%. Wow. Same amount of staff. So like that just blows my mind. So she was an amazing systems person, but she had no idea how well um, the automation and then enhanced with AI could really just blow up the system she already had, you know, into really amazing efficiencies. Wow. That's yeah. really, really like something. Say a real example. So like, if someone today is listening to us or watching us, you know, and still they are hesitant about, you know, using AI and automation, what advice would you give them? I would advise them to go over to OpenAI and set up an account um, and, and go into ChatGP and talk to it like an assistant. Um, ask it, tell it like it's an assistant on its first day. Answer this email. I want to sound... For me, I'm a coach through and through. I'm an educator, teacher. I always want to sound encouraging and I always want to sound um, and set an example of good boundaries. I tell it that, right? Like these are things I want to make sure that I and answer this email for me in that way. If there's some details, you can give it the details, but you don't have to treat it like an assistant and see what it comes up with. And if you're still hesitant, take a look and think, hey, can you make me a meal plan? Uh, I've had people start with that and it gets them thinking, ooh, maybe it can help me in my business as well. Make me a meal plan. Make me a grocery list. Like I have, I'm looking to have more energy in my day. Uh, have it uh, go in and you talk to it as if it's an assistant. I'll notice myself because it does respond as if it's a human. I'll find myself using my pleases and thank yous with it. It does feel very conversational. So if you've never gone in just go in, hey, will you please help me write an email? And the one thing I tell people who are brand new, ask it to ask me questions one at a time until you have enough information to do this. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a really great prompt to do. If you've never tried it, you know, there's these big doom days, doom daysers, I don't know what we call them, but really looking at the negative part of this, Right now, ChatGPT is only spitting out what it has learned. It is not progressing learning yet. So, you know, when it's saying, oh, I'm going to take over the world by doing this, it is probably talking about the movie Terminator or other stories that have been out there. It is actually pulling the information from what's actually online. It has not learned and thought about this. Um, now, as we go forward, that may change, but, you know, I, I'm not super concerned about that. I'm more concerned about small businesses being left behind because other people are able to serve more clients in less time. And as the competition gets wind of that, don't get left behind. Yeah. We use the tools that are available. This is free or low cost. You know, for most of my clients, all they do is Zapier, which is what, $35 a month and a little bit of pennies to open AI to use their API. I mean, it is very, it's less than $50 a month for people to really increase the revenue. 100%. And advice to, to people who are listening to us, in addition to what you said, Jeanette, is look, like 
things like um, you know open AI and automation I mean it's not a hype uh, big companies did the mistake you know when when smartphones came and they said no 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 like it's just mm -hmm. a hype it's what you know like but but now the, the it's not like a smartphone kind of revolution it's kind of how we do businesses and as you said if we don't implement it now maybe two months later uh, I mean after it will be very late to to start to implement because someone else have taken over you and thank you for mentioning Zapier and you know the other automation tools actually you know uh, for people who are watching the first time or listening the first time I have like some episodes where I talk about the power of merging AI plus automation and even you can build by the way guys you can build a your own SaaS if you want using these tools like no code AI and all these things um very good points I would say Janet now from Trends perspective, you know, like, are you seeing any specific trends uh, about the use of AI and automation in business? Um, what I'm seeing is the trends are people are doing more with less employees. So, mm -hmm. and the biggest thing I'm seeing in business, um, you know, and it really gave me a lens working with somebody who's creating resumes is looking at those job descriptions. People are looking for people with experience. Have mm -hmm. you at GPD? Are you familiar with OpenAI? Have you used Bing or, you know, several of the other things? Um, they're actually looking for people that know it. So will it replace your job? I don't believe so. But will somebody who knows how to use it replace your job? Maybe. Uh, and as you go to hire as a small business owner, as an entrepreneur, you probably want to make sure you're hiring somebody who's familiar with it as well. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Actually, I've seen a tweet the other day, like the people who says that the AI will let people lose their jobs are actually the people who are going to lose their jobs because <laughs> they don't have anything other than nagging instead of going and learning how to use the tool. And one thing, because also I want to, you meant you touched base on it, is the prompt. Um, I don't, I want to advise people like, of course, Prompt is important, but don't be scared to experiment mm -hmm. because by the time you will start to 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 get to use how to talk to to chat GPT. And actually now I think there are a lot of websites where people they put, you know, this how you should talk, you know, to the AI. I can advise I'm not affiliated guys with with them. Uh, but it, it's a paid service. If you go to jasper.ai, so Jasper now, they have something that can enhance your prompt. So instead of saying, write me a blog post about digital marketing, so it will go and you know, tell you, you should tell ChatGPT, you are an experienced blogger with 10 years experience. Give me a post that can go blah, 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 blah. So yeah, like using the uh, the prompt is very, very important. Do you see, Janet, an intersection of AI and other emerging technologies impacting businesses in the future? Mm, emerging technologies. Yes, just with the ability to communicate quickly with people. It's, it's been amazing to see how people are taking a look at how these automations can happen and to what level they can go. Um, so even just going in, and if you're familiar with just a tiny bit of code, 
you can go in and tell ChatGPT a goal and it will figure out the steps it needs to go into it. And mm. that integrate that into their businesses and into other technologies um, in really amazing ways. Um, hey, backlog my my content creation or backlog. You know, some of those things are pretty cool. As far as emerging technologies, though, I love the question. Um, I feel like the the AI is the emerging technology. It is. It is. It is. Yes. Yeah, it is. Um, you touched on something important, which, um, you know, again, uh, I covered in a couple of, of episodes again, which is exactly the same thing. Um, there's these bots that can go and do the figure it out, as you said, like auto GPT is one of the famous ones. There's another one called baby AGI. It's been some quite some time. I didn't go check if any new thing came out, honestly. Um, but these two, uh, like you say, for example, I need to open a new business, go figure out, do the market research, um, figure out like what resources I would need. And then once you're done, come back, put them into a document and, you know, Let's take it from there. So, yeah, like this is something I've seen it also. We gave example and you gave examples, uh, Janet, about like content creation and a little bit maybe helping in digital marketing. But are you seeing also AI and automation influencing some other parts like customer service and maybe anything that requires interaction with customers? Yeah, like... As far as chatbots, um, chatbots are really becoming popular because you can train them on all of your information. Um, as far as interacting with them, I'm seeing um, standard operating procedures. You know, the way you onboard, the way you interact with clients as they're being brought into possibly like an agency has just been enhanced in the level of personalization and attention that you can give them in the same amount of time or even less time is so much better. Um, I love the book, Never Lose a, a Customer Again. Mm -hmm. um, it's such a good book about how to onboard and make people feel like they're a part of your mission and being able to integrate the strategies in that book with the automation and with the AI customization it's just been amazing to do with mm -hmm. clients. That has been really, really fun to have the business owners um, be creative and go, I wish I could do that. And then I take it and figure out, and we can figure out how to use AI and how to use the automations to make all of that happen without adding time to their team or to the owner has been really fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. While preparing for today's episode, you know, like I've seen like you talked about how AI generated content can indeed have, like should have personal touch. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. So you talked about the prompt or how we talk about, um, how we talk to chat GPT. I always like it to see an example. You can always type out the word example with a colon and just put an example of your writing. Mm -hmm. um, but I also like to have situations that are personal to you, um, have 
sometimes I have people create spreadsheets and they will have like the topic, but then there's certain things that will make it personal. What is one story or one client you worked with? What are the benefits they got? Because now we can automate that with ChatGPT. So it will have real stories of your clients and your stories, maybe your children, whatever your niche is, that it's important that people feel connected to you. We're really able to personalize that. And then personalizing it to your voice. So I always like to have a spot um, for tone, emotion, and voice. Tone, how you want to sound. Emotion, how do you want the reader or the mm -hmm. whoever's listening to feel in that voice? Are you funny? Are you authority? Yes. Want to be professional? Do you want to be casual? Um, it can really personalize those outputs in really fun ways. And I saw one that was really humorous. Like, hey, I want it to be very funny. This is going on Facebook. I want it to catch people's attention. Um, really, it's a lot of fun to start playing with those. You know, if you think about it, ooh, the tone, the emotion, the voice, and you go in. Just play with all those adjectives that you already, you know, just pull up a list if you if your creativity fails you. It's a lot of fun to see how it changes the output. That's right. Uh, I tried it a couple of times. It's really funny to to try all these tones and voices, as you said. Like really it's 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 fun. Um like what are some other misconceptions about AI that you have seen, you know, mm -hmm. in, while working with customers? Yeah, people who are hesitant sometimes think that it will uh, remember everything about you. Each new chat is a brand new slate, so it will not remember um, some of the other things. The other thing I hear a lot is it'll sound robotic. Everyone will know. Uh, everyone will know that AI wrote this. Uh, and even the AI detectors are wrong. Um, about 30 to 50% of the time. They're figuring that out. One professor ran through a bunch of essays at the end of um, the semester in the winter, right when all this was brand new and tried to fail half the class. Come to yeah. find out, they did not even know about this new, you know, it was only three months old. Um, the AI detector was wrong. So, you know, it's very interesting because right now Google can't tell what's AI created and what's not. And um, a lot of the humans cannot tell. Now, if you don't give it a tone and motion and voice, a lot of them can sound alike. So that's why. Um, and so possibly, but really, if you do your homework and you personalize it, it doesn't sound that way. And then the other misconception I get is, I don't know how to get started. It must be really complex. I keep seeing online that these prompts have to have all this stuff. Um. It, Mama, I thought you addressed that really well. Go in, see what it says, and then maybe say, rewrite it with this. Or um, it is the assistant that never, ever gets tired or irritated or snappy. It will always say, absolutely, I'm happy to help, and it will do it. So if you, you think, ooh, write this email. Oh, I wish I would have told them that I have a meeting on Tuesday. Rewrite it. Remind the client that we have a meeting on Tuesday at 9 a.m. Um, it's no big deal. So what I like to remind people, they're like, it's going to be really hard to learn. It's not hard no. to learn. And it never gets irritated and it never gets mad. And <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's very polite, by the way, because sometimes 
if it does a mistake, oh, sorry, like, you know, I didn't mean this, I meant this. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Just on that point regarding, um, you know, like people will know that it's AI. Guys, like there is a profession um, and, you know, maybe in the West it's more spread. There's a profession called ghostwriter. Some people go and hire someone to write their books. They hire someone to manage their social media accounts. So would they sound that someone else is writing for them? Okay. I can bet you not everyone knows that this book actually was written by someone else whose name is a ghostwriter, right? So think about it this way. ChatGPT is your ghostwriter, is your content creation assistant, as you said, Jeanette, and yeah, like there's no shame. Okay, I will give you a hint, but you know, don't do anything bad with it. If <laughs> if you if you want to do a mix, I can advise you something. It works very well. Use two AI tools and let one generate the content and go to the other and say, rewrite this. Simple. <laughs> it will give you really good good results. I tried a couple of times. I have, you know, I think everyone now has access to Bar. Um from Google, although like still, and I'm not biased, I'm not affiliated with anyone, but still I believe ChatGPT is much way better at the time today is like, we are recording on the 20th of June, by the way. So in this moment, still ChatGPT better than Bard in multiple things, maybe in coding. Yeah, I've seen Google, they did a good job in coding stuff. Um, although like ChatGPT is also good, but I mean, from content perspective, Still chat GPT. And if you have access to four, not 3.5, there is the magic, I would say, right? So, uh, yeah, like it's, it's, uh, it's something that, you know, I, I advise people to, to not hesitate to use AI. It's not a shame to use AI. And remember one thing, it's a tool. And is it a shame to use the phone instead of going to someone? No. Is it a shame to use a car to reach a place instead of walking? Of course, no. And it's no shame of using, I would say, uh, any technology, including AI, to do our jobs. Now, um, so how do you handle resistance usually from businesses when adopting automation AI? Yeah, so some people are really resistant. Um, they feel like, like you spoke on this, like it's almost cheating. Like, how can it possibly be this easy? Um, the, the best way that I can think of to help them that I've seen in workshops, like I run an intro just to get people in it is mm -hmm. you have to be super creative. You have to do the problem solving with the prompts. You write the prompts, you tell it what to do. That is your content, just like an employee or an assistant. So when I say go in and tell it like it's an assistant, I mean that. It is your assistant. Um, and usually once people realize how much they put into creating the prompt and getting the output they actually want, they realize it's not cheating. It's just a different type of work. Mm -hmm. Different type of work that allows them to be creative and do that without spending the hours actually crafting the result. Um, and so once they see that their creativity is still there, it's just in a different spot per se, 
um, then they're like, okay, now I get how this isn't cheating. I've actually had to come in, think about what I need, think about what I want, give it some ideas. Um, are there some things you can do, you know, without all that work? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you move into your business and really dive deep into it, you'll realize it allows you to spend more time with that creativity and less with, you know, like I said, I'm a math person. So writing to me is the grunt work. That's the hard stuff. Um, but I get to spend a lot more time being creative, thinking through what opportunities are there for my business and for my customers' businesses. And that's mm-hmm. that's a sweet spot. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, great. Um, so let's say I'm your customer, right? So, and I agreed, I am convinced. I, I would go with your um, advice of implementing AI. So, of course, we we can go on hours discussing, but on a high level, what are you know the steps a company should take when they would decide to 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 implement AI in their operations? So, so where where we start? We start by looking at your systems that you already use in your business, um, and then we also look. And I would, depending on how, if you have um, more than one employee. I would like a survey of them as well. Where are you spending your time? Where do you feel like you're doing repetitive tasks? Mm-hmm. Or sending a customized welcome email every day, you know, to every new client. Things like we're going to look for patterns where you're doing repetitive work or where your employees are doing repetitive work. We're also going to look at your systems and say, okay, what are you manually doing in each of these? We're going to calculate that time savings. So think about how much time are you spending on that system or how much time are you spending with these repetitive tasks that are slightly different just by client. Those are great spots to start your AI is how can I, um, for example, I worked with one business and they help their clients write pitches to get onto podcasts like this. So we were able to write and they want to give custom feedback so we are able to write a prompt to get that feedback, put the Google Doc in because they have the paid chat GPT-4. They can use the plugins. It can read the Google Doc mm-hmm. and then craft a very nice email that we've given examples to. Um, and now they're able to give more feedback. They don't limit now. Their, their clients were allowed to send in like three a month. Well, now they don't even have to limit them. They can get as much feedback as they want. The value of their product is higher and they're spending less time giving that feedback. So looking for those spots, if you're a company and you're like, ooh, how do I use this? Where are you doing those repetitive tasks? That's one example. The other one is I get new clients and I'm copying files and sending them a customized email with those files. That was one I set up. I mean, just copying the files, that's an automation we can set up and then and that's where it's enhanced by AI, right? Sending a customized email with it based on that sales call with a few details in a spreadsheet. It's like, now it's all done. It's mm-hmm. ready. And they get the clients happier because they're getting their files even faster. Yep. And the, the coaches are happy because they're not having to sit and rename files every, you know, you know, like who wants to do that kind of work if you want to retain the best people that are problem solvers and excited to dive in to your company and help it grow. The last thing you want them doing is copying files or redundant work, right? So that's the kind of thing that you want to look for right away. Um, 
helps save time, save money, but the retention is where that's another huge benefit. Really retaining problem solver, good employees um, for your small business. It's really important. That's true. And this is why I always mention as well, don't be scared of the tool, actually, because always there'll be someone who, as you mentioned, who can spot these repetitions, who can say, hey, like, hey, chat GPT, I'm, I'm doing this seven times a day. Can I reduce it to one time? Right. Or I have this template that I'm doing it. And, you know, what do you suggest me to do to reduce the time or reduce, you know, the cost, which is, you know, I never saw something that can have short ROI as chat GPT because, right? You agree with me, Janet? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's very fast to 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 get the ROI and it's not very expensive, guys. Like, you know, like, it's very, it's very affordable, I would say, I should say this, especially if you go with the plugin thing that you mentioned. Now, you know, like, from, let's have like a little bit kind of uh, futuristic uh, view. Like, what's your vision of the future of AI in the business world? Like, where do you think it would take us? Like, okay, we have this now. It's doing a lot of things. But, but how do you imagine the future will be like? I think it'll be the standard tool, just like Gmail. Like it will be just a part of your day-to-day work. Uh, whether it, you know, you think of the things that we have right now that everybody seems to use, whether it's Calendly, whether it's Gmail, you know, mm. the, I think chat GPT will be that tool. It'll be the tool that everyone knows. Everyone knows how to use. It will be expected and it'll be there. I do expect AI policies to pop up so that you know as a customer what to expect as you go into things. And you may consider creating an AI policy for your small business, you know, as an entrepreneur or your growing business. Because, boy, if you're not using it as the owner and you have employees, there is a very good chance that your employees are using it. Um, And so being aware uh, of that is is really important and that you're aware of what your employees are doing as well is really important. But I see it being the streamline. It's what people expect. It's what people do. I I see it being just a built-in tool that will be part of your everyday thing. When you log into your website and you start writing the blog post, I expect it to be there. And some of the software is already doing that, right? It just, most people aren't using it efficiently yet. When you go into Gmail, can it answer your emails right there without copying and pasting? Yes, the tools are popping up. Um, There are some caution things in there. Be very careful that you do your homework on plugins because you're giving them access to to every site you go to. Um, You know, that includes bank accounts and so forth. So, you know, there are some cautionary tales there. Do your homework, but the tools are out there. But I think it will be very quickly the mainstream. Kind of like the yeah. cell phone, right? It started as the little clip it on your hip and you'd hear the walkie-talkies, you know, as you walk through the street. Um, yeah. And then instantly everybody had one, right? And and it was no longer needed to be a walkie-talkie. It just was the norm. Um, you know, and my dad's a construction worker and that's who I knew. So I'll, everybody had the yellow cell phones in the beginning, right? Yeah. 
And it it's just everywhere. I really think that this will become the norm. And if you can get started now, and if you can understand the opportunities now, you're going to be ahead of that of that curve and feel really empowered to use it to the maximum ability. Yeah. Do, do you think that, because, you know, I, I have a, my own theory, like AI mm-hmm. would, would allow us to make the famous four hours week. Oh, yes. A reality. Do, do, do you think, do you agree with me? I do. I think, It's just amazing the time savings I see now with what it can do now and we're in infancy of this development, right? I mean, we're nine months in of it being, nine, 10 months in of it being public and free and accessible. Um, I mean, it's been around much longer than that and I understand that, but I think that the accessibility is just amazing, but it's it's new. And you just look at 3.5, you already said this, to 4.0 in chat GPT. The output is just night and day almost, like the improvement. And I was already impressed with the free yeah. version, right? Like in yeah. the in the paid version is just like, wow. I, I do. I the time savings is just phenomenal. And I think it will make that four hour work week very possible. Especially yeah. for people who just grab it and and look for the opportunities because they're there. They're everywhere. 100%. 100%. I'm kind of a guy who's skeptical a little bit when, when, you know, something new comes. And I remember it was, you know, it, it came uh, end of November, beginning of December that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, when it became public, at least in, in, in our region here. And, you know, like I said, let me try. Let me give it a try. And, you know, like the more I started to try, I said, this is a moment. Like this is a moment which is not mm-hmm. like any other moment. Uh, it's making things much easier. It's making things much simpler. It's saving people's time. And guys, yeah, like if something, a machine can do it, don't be scared that to let the machine do it because you know what? You will be the one who's operating this machine. So don't be scared of AI. I'm repeating this on the show. Mm-hmm. It will not replace your job as long as you don't want to learn something new. So you need to unlearn and relearn new skills. And, you know, like we discussed this several times on, on the show. Now, Janet, as we came to, to, to the end, I have a very famous question. And the question is, what's the question you wished I asked you and how you would answer it? Oh, gosh, I got so caught up in the conversation. I forgot that was coming. Um, the, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pardon me. Um, the question um, that I wish you would ask me is um could be anything i know how fun is maybe what motivates me yep um, what what motivates me is seeing how how we can allow entrepreneurs to help more people with them. yeah like the amount of time saved writing emails and scheduling things and writing blog posts, it's just going to open up more opportunity for people that serve their clients, it to serve their families, right? Like how many entrepreneurs are working 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week and their son's downstairs, right? It's like, okay, I, I'm so excited to see how this changes the world as it moves, as it ripples out. People like the nonprofit I worked for, she can serve so many more people now. 
And she is so excited to do it. Um, and she's not wore out at the end of the day when she goes home to her family because she feels like she's done what she's been called to do. So yeah. I just so excited to see the ripples of this and how it affects humanity. You know, people are like the machine, the machine. And I'm like, yeah, but people can help so many more people. Now. And that's what right. it's all about. Right, right. And very deep, I would say. Because guys, maybe you would share that with me because, you know, we are in, in, in this business and we are in the startup worlds. And, you know, that moment when you solve a problem that, you know, like, for example, I have this, I work as a consultant. So if something, I, I've seen the customer, forget about AI. He, he or she used to spend, I don't know, like 10 hours to do it. And then I can offer a solution that can do it in 30 minutes, you know, like, Yes, this is this is the moment, right? Like because mm -hmm. first I freed their time. They can go. Okay, they don't need to work on something else. They can just go and chill out. And I think this is what the AI would do. You know, like you know, the boss doesn't need to call you and say, "Hey, have you finished all these reports?" Hey, no, boss. AI is doing that for me. I, I need to focus on something more important. So yeah, like I, I think you're you're hundred percent right on this, Janet. Well, so we, we came up to, to the end of, of our episode today. I would love to thank you very much for being a guest with me today. And I hope that, you know, the people who are watching this episode have benefited out of it. If you are listening using your favorite podcasting platform, you can see also here, you can follow us. And as usual, if you have any questions, any feedback, by the way, Jared, I would share your website as well. So for people who are interested in, you know, your services and offers. So I would put that in the episode description. And if you have questions, if you have feedback, if you have ideas you want to share with us, if you have used AI in certain ways that we didn't discuss today, I would love to hear them. And even if you want to be a guest with me, I would love to listen to your stories using AI. I have a lot. I can tell you, I can go hours and hours. So, you know, like, as I always say, um, we, be, we will be having more discussions about AI and other emerging technologies. And if you would like to be a guest, you can also reach out to me. You can find me on LinkedIn, Twitter. You can find my email is also available on the, um, uh, the episode of each uh, description of each episode. Sorry. And until we meet in the next episode, thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye. Thank you. Hit that subscribe button. Share the show with your tech-savvy friends and fellow entrepreneurs. And leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. Your support means the world to us.